Great. So I wanted to start with a question um, because every Christmas, I don't know about you, but every Christmas I get asked, what's the best Christmas, what's the best present you've got this Christmas? And I always really struggle to answer it um, because I'm not really a very big gifts person. Um, I'm not very good at giving gifts um, and they don't often hold a lot of material value for me. So it's always a bit of a mission every year for me to think, what do I want for Christmas? Um, so I shifted this question in my head to, rather than what is the best Christmas present that I've got, what is the most meaningful or thoughtful present that I got? So if you can take a few seconds to think about what the most thoughtful or meaningful present is you've ever got for Christmas, we're going to have our fabulous assistant, Ruby, with a microphone. <laughs> Do you want to come and get it? Um, to come round and if you'd like to share what that present was and why. (laughs) Is it on? (laughs) My daughter that was born on the 14th of December 2010 Somebody else? <laughs> My wife, Moira, and I got engaged at Christmas. The bar's very high here. Uh, these are lovely answers. <laughs> Anyone else? One more? No one had any meaningful presents? Oh, okay. Back. <laughs> Uh, my present was to be introduced to Jesus. Oh, um, great. I was in the middle of a breakdown and pretty desperate and uh, long story, but I came to the Lord at Christmas. Amen. Great. So the one I thought of was not as meaningful as any of those. Um, <laughs> um, and it was seen very insignificant in comparison. Um, so I was thinking about when I was in school, when I was a child, and my friend bought me a Battenberg for Christmas. Um, that sounds really silly. Um, and I remember opening it, and it was really funny. But I also remember probably that was one of the presents that I was most touched by because I remembered that we'd had a really long conversation about what my favorite cake was, and it was Battenberg. Um, I mean, since then, I've discovered other cake. It's not my favorite cake anymore. Um, But I remember the thought behind it being really valuable. So thinking about the gifts that uh, we receive at Christmas and the gifts that um, Jesus was given by the wise men, um, I think it's really useful to think about the meaning and the thought that is behind them. Uh, So if we get the slide up of the modern nativity scene, I was just browsing around on the internet and found this interesting nativity. Uh, We have the wise men arriving on Segways with their Amazon Prime delivery boxes because we all love that next day delivery. Um, I don't know who the guy on the left is supposed to be with the iPad. I think maybe a shepherd. I don't know the significance of the iPad. Um, (laughs) But the point of me showing this is because it made me think about what the wise men would bring to Jesus if Jesus was born today. And I don't know what you think, but probably gold, frankincense, and myrrh wouldn't be the first things to come to my mind. So why did they bring 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Often when we give gifts, we think about uh, that person that we're giving those gifts to. We want to get them something that means something to them. Uh, We think about what they like, what might represent them. And it's no different with the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus. As well as being valuable gifts, uh, these three gifts were symbolic of Jesus and pointed to something of who he was or what he would be. So gold, gold is the metal of kings. Uh, It's a royal metal. uh, And when it was presented to Jesus, it acknowledged his right as a ruler, as a king. So the wise men were acknowledging Jesus as the king of kings. Frankincense is highly fragrant when it's burned. It's often used in worship in times in the Bible uh, and was used as an offering to God. So the wise men giving that to Jesus is a symbol of holiness and points to Jesus' willingness to be an offering for us. And myrrh, that was a spice that was used. Um, It was often mixed with wine to form a drink, like the drink that Jesus was given when he was crucified. Uh, It also symbolizes bitterness and suffering, and it symbolizes Jesus uh, ultimately suffering on the cross for us. And from the very beginning of the Bible, throughout the Old Testament, Jesus' birth, life, and death are foretold and prophesied. And these gifts identify Jesus as our saviour, as a king, as the son of God, that God promised us right from the beginning of the Bible. So Jesus is given many titles throughout the Bible. Uh, Some of these are Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Gifts are about giving and receiving. And in John 3.16, we hear that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So Jesus is a gift from God given to us freely. In Jesus, we find the love and acceptance that we're all searching for. We find perfect peace, even amid the trials and the difficult times in our lives. We find a joy that is indescribable and unspeakable that defies what our circumstances are. We find forgiveness. In John 3, 17, it says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So we have hope. That first Christmas, love came down from heaven in the form of Jesus. Jesus was always the answer that God had in mind. And he's a free gift available for all of us. And we see how Jesus was a gift for everyone multiple times in the Bible. He spoke with dined with, healed, the lowest of the low. But this free gift cost greatly. It cost Jesus his life, which he freely gave for us. And God created us with free will, so we have the choice whether we accept this free gift of Jesus. Jesus offers us an invitation. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. In John 7, verse 37, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. In Revelation 3, verse 20, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in 
and we will share a meal together. Jesus invited us to accept these gifts. And all we have to do to receive his offer of unconditional love, uh, indescribable joy, perfect peace, uh, eternal hope and forgiveness and grace is simply to say yes to Jesus. He offers us life and life to the full and he promises that he's coming back again and we will be forever with him. So there are always those gifts at Christmas that we don't really use or want. How many more pairs of socks do you need? I mean, I'm one of those weird people who actually asks for socks for Christmas because I go the whole year without buying any new socks to the point where they're hold and threadbare and I really need new socks. Um, but there are always those gifts at Christmas that we exchange at the shops for something else or we recycle them and give them to someone else next year. Do you accept the gifts that Jesus gives you? And what will you do with that gift? Will you put it away at the back of a cupboard and never really use it? Will you exchange it at the shops for something else? Will you only bring it out on Sundays or special occasions like Christmas? Do you hear and receive the news that the angel gave to the shepherds? I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And will you be like those shepherds who, after seeing the baby Jesus, spread the word to everyone and all who heard it were amazed at what they said? You just have to turn the news on and look around you uh, to know that there is so much bad news in the world. If we ever really needed good news, it's now. And we have that in the gospel of Jesus. So this Christmas, as we give and receive gifts, let's remember the most perfect gift of all. Jesus. And let's not keep this good news, this free gift, just to ourselves.